There was a pattern on the ground in front of Frank. It was a zigzag that made him dizzy. He got out of the apartment and went on his mission. His mission was to spread the word of Jesus to all the children. He had his friend Chance in the back seat offering quips and tips on the road ahead. He would always burst in with some silly anecdote or saying, you can never die if you're already dead, was his old favorite. They arrived at the Anti-Jesus Museum to protest the museum's feel of being anti-Jesus. They started with chants and went on to shouts. Jesus himself came and asked what they were on about. He appeared drunk as he always was when he came down to talk to Frank. Something about the way an angel gets to earth. They arrive very drunk and it impedes their ability to serve the humans or whatever angels do when they're on earth. Jesus can come down in his own special Jesus way but he chose the angel way because Jesus has problems with alcohol. Heaven had been dry since an incident where Jesus switched places with the devil on a dare. Jesus sobered up and told Frank that his duties were no longer necessary. Frank returned to the hotel room to stare at the pattern again. Did he ever leave the room? Was he an angel? Where's Chance? We hear Chance saying he had better prostitutes while laying down. Frank dies right then and there. He joined the angels, coming down to earth again and again, wasted as hell. Once upon a time, there was a little girl named Chance. Chance wanted to move to the city, but only had five shillings to her name. She started prostituting herself to all the barflies at McGovern's Tavern. She met a lovely short man there named Chuckles. Chuckles said he would give her $5,000 to kill him after sex. She said yes and bought a ticket for the big city. When she got there, she prostituted more for kicks. She had all the money she needed, but got used to the lifestyle of being a prostitute. She met many new and interesting clients that gave her fresh bread and rice to feed her sexual appetite, as well as her actual appetite for hunger. She slept in the alley. $5,000 was not enough for her to get her own place. She stopped taking money for prostituting. The man was young, but he knew the potion would only keep him as such for a limited time. He had to impress the old woman as a young man in order for her to accept him as an old man. The young man bathed in dirt and gave himself a pig nose surgically, as was the prophecy for him having sex one day. It all amounted to this moment with this old woman who he was definitely going to have sex with. He found the woman dead and had sex with the couch next to her while looking into her dead eyes the entire time. This drove the man insane. He now wanders the overpass forever youthful, as the woman he tried to bang would deliver him from his curse. Maybe the curse would have broken if he banged her dead body. Who's to say? Her flesh is now gone, and we all know humping skeletons leads to nothing but trouble. We learn this from Billy, the town slut, though he wasn't a slut for flesh, but for bones. He always said how he was going to Bone Town, but just ended up humping a skeleton. Where did he find all these skeletons? Was someone providing him with them? So who would do such a thing? This conundrum plagued the town and country. The man raved and the slut humped skeletons. This was a strange town to live in. The horniness spread through the crops, and all the crops were having, or harvested in a big humping pile of produce. You could say the produce was producing. The produce became bruised through the sex and could not be sold, so it was left there to writhe for an eternity. 
I had a toy company that rivaled Beanie Babies. I called them Baby Beanies. I was able to not get sued because it was completely different. It was just the two words flipped around. And oddly enough, you know, you could sell mine on eBay for millions of dollars. That's because I made them with uh, gold and silver. So they're not really full of beans or those little like, plastic things, but they are no, they're not stuffed animals. They're tchotchkes, you know, you keep them around your house. Um, you tell your kids not to touch them, even though they're very, like, friendly to kids. You have them in glass boxes. Everyone has them. And uh, I was recently let go from my company, so I'm just going to watch all that gold and silver go down our drain after we melt down all the babies. It was written on the back of each baby that if I get fired from this job, they will have to be melted down. So, um, see who's laughing now. Not me, I have nothing. I faked my own death, and then I filled my coffin with a stuffing version of myself. It worked out pretty well. I'm living, um, debt-free. It was an open casket funeral, so they all saw, like, the scarecrow that I made. But no one really seemed to notice. It kind of makes me wonder, is that what I look like to people? Or do people not care enough about me to look at my dead body and be like, hey, that's not her, that's a, that's a scarecrow. I didn't even make it look like me. I gave it hair, but I gave it like a blonde, long blonde wig. Doesn't really match my hair. And, you know, the skin tone, it was a burlap scarecrow. I'm, I want to live my, you know, post-debt, post-faking uh, death life in peace, but why did no one notice? And am I going around in this resort looking like a scarecrow? I, I don't know what to do. I drew fake freckles on my face in rainbow colors. I thought it would cause people to look at me and wonder if they were real. No one noticed. People reacted as if they were regular freckles. I don't understand. It's obvious that it's fake, but no one will acknowledge it. Am I in some universe where I'm being tricked by everyone around me? I plan to try this with other bodily decorations. I changed my hair color. People did notice this, but it was nothing out of the ordinary, as colorful hair is common in these parts. Why did no one notice the freckles, but they could see the hair? I would do this experiment with tattoos, but it would be permanent. I'm going insane. I can't figure out why people can't see what I see. And it's only just the freckles. I painted my entire face, and people definitely noticed. The next day, I put the freckles on again, and nothing. Did I get sent to another world? Should I drop this and just continue living? My life was before, perfect before I decided to draw rainbow freckles on my face. I have a son that I never see because I'm constantly doing research on visual phenomenon and makeup. I miss him, but I miss the life I had before even more. I drew rainbow freckles on my boy. People noticed. I did it to myself on the same day and people were confused when I brought up my freckles. I screamed in someone's face that they were fake and writhed on the ground in utter confusion. I have since been sent to a mental hospital. Maybe it's just my eyes. Several years ago, I took it upon myself to write in the Arctic. I have a large stick and I cleave it into the ice and I drag it around. I draw smiley faces. I could make something more beautiful but I like it when art sucks. I think it's cool, and I've never known art to be good. 
All the art that I've ever seen has been in the form of rocks being thrown at me. That's why I was told by the people throwing the rocks that that was art. So, in my own way, I use violence for my art. I cleave the, the glaciers. I hear them cracking and go, doom, 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 doom. but it doesn't bother me because I'm just one guy. My name's Philip, and I'm going to come to the rest of the world, and I'm going to draw big, crudely drawn smiley faces. So big, acres wide. It took me months to make this one smiley face in the Arctic. I'm going to come down to the earth where the dirt is, and I'm going to do it to the earth and the dirt, too. Here's some uh, information about a specific dog. They're owned by an old sweet man, and the dog, um, the dog just wants to gamble. So when the dog shakes, like when a dog shakes off water, casino chips fall from its collar. It rolls around in dollar bills instead of mud. Um, just has a lot of vices. Uh, the, the dog is offended that humans are using up all the animal drugs for recreation, like, like ketamine and, um, the horse worm pills. <clears throat> they bury dead hookers instead of bones. When he chases a car, he's always popping off a Tommy gun. I guess he's getting into more of like a gangster, uh, gangster way of being. Uh, uses his doggy charms and sight of paw to steal jewelry, which he then pawns for drugs slash gambling money. He loves kibbles and coke and coke and coke. He has fire hydrant wide shut parties. This is this is where it starts getting better, in my opinion. He has a yacht, but never goes on because they don't like getting wet. And they know they're more of a cat thing. Like, getting wet's more of a cat thing. But this dog doesn't like getting wet. Not all dogs like getting wet. More more, more don't than do in my experience. Their red rocket came out on the red carpet. They drink adrenochrome from puppies. They're guilty of a max evasion. So that's like tax evasion, but it's for dogs. So it's max evasion. That's my favorite one. They're a member of Scientology or Bryantology, like Brian Griffin. Uh, his fleas are cronies who off ousters of the Scientology or Bryantology. Uh, they, they do coke off of dogs' butts, but it's not very effective as it falls off and it's wasted. But it's more about the butt sniffing than it is getting high in that case. And they received a DUI for driving under IAMs which is a dog brand, food brand. Uh, it's not illegal, but the driving as a dog is. Thank you.